You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. That's some good shit. Wow. Cups on the table. Oh, that didn't that had a very um, <laughs> anticlimactic effect. Plastic shot glasses hitting the table. I didn't turn it upside down either because then I'd have to clean the sticky table. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, people. People out there on earth, you are here. We are here. It's been 14 days. Actually, it's been 28 days. Yes. 14 days ago. Oh, God. It was crazy. So we all skipped it. And now we're back. Punk Wisdom with Matt and Allison and Jessica. Hey. And Matt and his Stanley t shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a cool one. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Me with my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is totally hypocritical because I would never, <laughs> never. Pay that ticket price to get into that fucking building. How much is that? It's the tickets are like they start at like forty five dollars or something. It's just so I bought those just to albums. Walk in and look right? At it. Yeah, for tickets at? to the museum. Shit, that's crazy. If it's a museum, isn't like if a one there's thing? well, yeah, but it's kind of like the zoo. Like when they have dinosauria there, you pay an extra ticket oh, fee yeah, for that. Okay. Huh. So right, so it starts with basic access. Now, if there's something going on that's like extra special, it doesn't always mean that there is. Kind of like the DIA, right? If there's something special, right, you got to right, pay right. for that. So that's where that goes. And I bought all that music. I am the reason why those people are there. I shouldn't have to pay $45 to get in and see what I did. Well, so like Ruth and we I had We shouldn't have to pay to see what we did. about, uh, about anyway. Disney. Because Walt Disney, back when he was alive, he intended for Walt Disney World and Walt Disney Land to be affordable for everyone. Now, See, why is it $8,000? Exactly. Now, since he died, they much? jacked all the fucking prices no. up. No, might as well. Be. But well, it'll, but it'll, I mean, it'll drop you. I mean, if you buy a bunch of shit while you're there, it probably does add up to something like probably that. Probably a couple. You know, to when take, you include and, a hotel, too. And, yep. Yeah. So here I am already ranting, but my hoodie I got at a resale shop, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because, wow, because I'm a metalhead at heart and uh, I love it. It's a special day today. I don't know if you so know this. No, no, no. Like a rock and roll, like heavy anniversary. On this day in 1994, March 8th, two albums were released on the same day. One of them was Soundgarden's Super Unknown. And the other one was Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral. Yes. Now, they say that it's super, super heavy to start with Soundgarden's first track and then play Nine Inch Nails first track and then go on track two and track two and track three and track three. And it'll be some, I don't know, some nice juxtaposition with life and heaviness and what started, in my opinion, the whole emo thing. You had Seattle did that. They started emo? No, oh. but I mean the grunge kind of went into and then became. Uh, I always thought goth, grunge got more depressing, and it that did. Was emo. It, and then and then it got <laughs> well, dark, and then yeah. goth went rockabilly. Well, it sprouted that way, but yeah. it didn't. Not entirely. Emo, I think, tried to reach for the goth height, and it never, it never made it. Well, genres. What I'm telling you is that grunge okay. started all of that shit. 
and not that Nine Inch Nails is in the grunge era because no. they're not. They're technical. They're uh, industrial metal and way, way, way different. All I'm saying is that in the course of my rock and roll lifetime, those two albums are still to this day super huge. So there you go. Download them both and let's have some fun I'm, tonight. I'm still partial to Bad Motor Finger, but that was Sungarn's second one. Mm-hmm. But Nine Inch Nails is a hard one. I, it's hard for me to pick one album that I'm like, that's the shit. I mean, they're all good, but yeah. I was like, I'm trying to figure out the True. one that stands out amongst them all. I don't know. However, those two that were released ended yeah, up yeah, yeah. Um, on the Billboard. They debuted on the Billboard Top 200 uh, first and second, respectively, and it, to this day, it's the one of the biggest selling albums of their entire catalogs, both bands. Yeah. So, yeah, so I thought <laughs> stars are kind of aligned today. I don't know if Did either one of you see uh, – In music, rock and roll land, so I wore my sweater. See, anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody? I have not yet. No. Okay. But I love, I love, love, love was his uh, Rami Malek or whatever. Yeah. He played he Mr. Robot. Really loved God, him in Mr. Awesome. Robot. I was so boned. Like, I know. <laughs> so like, I can't, oh. I can't wait to see it. He does a really good job. Um, don't, don't watch it if you're expecting a true depiction of what happened with uh, Queen. It's not at all. I just, I just want to see and him that's why play a lot of Freddie got Mercury. Off. <laughs> He's such a great actor. I really, really, really do appreciate his art. So I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, but it was it was a decent movie. What was, would you rate it on a scale from A to D or E? It's hard because it's it's definitely a movie that was made by the band without Freddie's influence. Because if you're watching it, Betty Freddie's the bad guy throughout the whole damn thing, and it, that's what bothered me about the whole movie. Um, so I would never, I wouldn't grade. Really? It yeah. Because talk about I don't know talking about doing it by your fingernails, God. Yeah, whatever. All right. Anyway, without getting too all it wasn't a bad I've movie. already bitched once. And I guarantee, I'll, I'll put a challenge out there I'll for watch anybody who's listening. You can do whatever you want. I'll put a challenge <laughs> out there for anyone who's listening to watch that movie and not sing along. I mean, you would have to be dead inside or lived under it's a rock. next to impossible not to start life. singing along. <laughs> I mean, but it's but it was it was fun. So I went into it thinking, okay, I'm not going to watch anything that's true. I'm just going to watch Mama. It. Sorry. So, <laughs> We're gonna break out. That's break a different out. song. Yes. Break out. Eighties. Back to it again. See, disgusting. The 80s, well, it, everything comes from first full circle. You know, it does. But when you grow up, you put pop music away. Well, I don't. Know, if I still mean. listen to it from time to time when I feel. Yeah, I listen to pop music. I put on like this I retro, childish, like this this retro Spotify station in my classroom. I like to kind of challenge the kids, right? So I put on uh, Miles Davis uh, one time, and there's a bunch of uh, Miles Davis tracks, and uh, uh, we did Billie Holiday one day. We did all those old, and then we did Motown, and we did some old school. And I found the station I thought was pretty cool until it started playing Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, hit me uh, one more hit time, me, baby, whatever. One that, more okay. time. Yeah, it, yeah, I was way too past that. <laughs> too old for that. Anyway, and then it was like immediately I was like focused into my work and whatever. And the that first <laughs> two bars came, and I'm like, no. And I'm trying to click the thing, but it's like just outside of the little circle that puts it to the next song, right? To the I have no mouse pad, and somehow that's when the mouse sticks, and you're like, motherfucker. I heard 10 seconds of that song, and I'll never get those eight and a half seconds back when I started trying to change it. 
Then it's stuck in your head the rest of the day. But I'm so big on music, though. Those little things matter. If it's not good, it really has to just go away. And that's it's catalogs hard only so big. Music comes. The music industry comes in like there's always something a new genre they're pushing. So like when Creed became popular, all of a sudden everyone that sounded like Mr. Edwin they sang became popular as well. All those vocalists are like they all sound the fucking same. Same thing with grunge. Mm-hmm. When grunge came out, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. I mean, Pearl Jam, ten kind best of album had, ever. And that's one Pearl band you can Jam. say that they got one album that was like, damn. Um, but a lot of them all kind of sounded the same. And you even look at now, it's like back when uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, right. Remember that? Nineteen seventy-nine, all day. It was that Seattle <laughs> sound. But it's like every generation, there's a there's a genre that just really you know explodes and so if you're lucky so music just keeps pushing that particular sound like crazy whether it's good or bad and it all well, has to evolve because kicking ass on now because i feel like nothing and maybe it's mumble rap which is straight shit right well the trap is huge right now right so it's kind of like industrial rap okay. uh it kind of makes with some dubstep there's a little bit of that in there so you got the all techno right. and all that i think that's really huge right now especially okay. among the kids in my school they love it they're Dying over it. So. I was curious because I'm like, eh, no, I had like to look it up. I had shit. to learn it. I had to because in my TV radio class, I it's not about what I know; it's about what you know and do I know it, right? So I always kind of give them this little quiz. I'm like, if there's something you want me to learn, what do you want me to learn? And so they tell me. So that's that's where I've been. That's where I've been the last couple of months. <laughs> and then and then there's always like sprouts of that, like um, roots. Right. So it'll go into like a little bit more into the dubstep industrial side. And there's a little more. You got to be like really, really hands on with it all to know, which I'm not even close. So since we're just talking shit, I think right now that's my teenagers are digging that. I don't know what Kirsten's listening. My own kids. I'm not even sure because I don't know. Whatever is attached to the YouTube video they have gone, that's yeah, what they listen there's to. That. I mean, Kirsten <laughs> still listens to some of my music, um, but she also has her own that she she loves, the, you know, the Seven Bride Veils or whatever the fuck the name of this band is and all those other Oh, Black Veiled Brides, you That's mean? the one, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> panic at the Disco. I mean, yes. But Panic at the Disco is a pretty I don't good panic band. often, but when I do, it's at, at the, the Disco. disco. <laughs> um so stupid and i've said that i don't know 10 times i've used that one i think it's great no but that's but and i like that kind of music too because when you get really i don't know it's the deep dark melancholy stuff that i i refuse to absolutely refuse to outgrow oh no i won't either and well that's it. why i love listen it all to, that's why like I metallica's to fade to black now. all the way panic at the disco has got a couple who redid cancer fan. 21 pilots redid cancer oh my god if it doesn't rip your heart out i don't know what will i love it <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I listen to pop music from time to time, because I need something that's more lighthearted and something I don't have to think about. Yeah, um, see the mindless, I don't. It see, hurts Because I love, I love the band Tool, but Tool can be so technical in their music. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the lyrics are the same way. The way he sings and the way the music's played, they are so, so technical and analytical and just the way they and very precise. Sometimes I just want something that's not making me think, because that music makes me think. Right now. Um, so, so that's why I'll listen to 
And no offense to pop music out there, but pop music doesn't make me think. It's just like it's just light. No, airy see, that's and, when I throw out the jazz. That's when I put out Miles Davis or. But jazz or that, can do the same thing. Old. Jazz, the is very... freestyle jazz can for me. Yeah, okay. but the structure, the the songs, the Billie Holiday songs, those little, those ones that uh, Davis wrote with uh, who was it Armstrong? I think I don't, I'm not really sure. But those back. Those oldie, oldie times where it was just simple and clean, like smoky cigar kind of. Okay. Love that stuff. And it can play in the background all day long. But the minute you start getting poppy then, because they want my attention so bad, <laughs> right? The hooks and the whole, they're just the bubblegum wrapper around it. And but that's the thing. is like, All I the don't, crinkles. I, I don't. The only reason <laughs> I appreciate it is because it's so simple. I don't. It, that, that stuff doesn't catch me, so I you won't see me singing those songs, you know. Later on, they don't they don't stick in my head. Stuff that sticks in my head is the analytical stuff. The more right. Know, so I don't know. No, so I am literally going to uh, go and I'm gonna because I don't think I own both entire albums, which I'm ashamed to say. Oh. You know, it's like, oh my god, I love Chester Bennington. Really, how much Lincoln Park do you own? Oh, like none. None. No, I drove to Chicago to see him in concert. I have I that's a huge part of my library. The only one that's bigger is probably the Beatles because I bought that whole set when mm-hmm. Apple just released the whole thing. Right. I got German shit. I got all kinds of crap. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. That sounds like me and Faith no more. And I've never really been one to buy whole albums, not since the digital age. No. No. Nope. I buy them track at a time. Because with iTunes, because with iTunes, if they sell you an album for nine ninety nine and you pay a dollar twenty nine for one track, to buy the rest of the album is the remainder of that money. You don't lose anything, so I don't have to get stuck with B sides sometimes that I don't always want or songs that I never really caught on to. I just buy the ones I like and I have them like most people do. But I so saw I'm going to go buy these two albums right now. Okay, <laughs> just I had to justify that. No, I that's why I, I don't own it already. Album. I don't. There's only been very, very small number of times I ever bought just a song. I mean, I did. I had Super Unknown on cassette on uh, CD, so I had it. I just don't. No longer. No longer. No. 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 You know. So no. anyway, talk no. about something while I go. Now they're worth something because Chris is dead. So I'm kidding. I, I, I have no idea. Too soon, man. Too soon. Really? Yes. Not that. That wasn't that too soon. Is it? I'm sorry, Chris and and uh, Chester. Yeah, they're like they're See, big I deals. Just... I use both of them a lot for practice and getting ready for shows and gigs because I think Chris Cornell had an amazing voice. He was, I think, he was classically trained. So all kinds of stuff went on with him, and he was fabulous. Chester Bennington was good at the screaming and the yelling. So I used both sides of that for a lot of practice. I used um, Queensryche for a lot of the higher notes and those sustainings that yeah. that he did. Um, uh, Metallica for power and volume, and and so yeah, so it's kind of like a big deal. They're they're both dead, and it's a shame that I took so much from two people who were so empty. It makes me feel extremely guilty that I took it. wasn't wasn't mine. They probably should have kept it. You want to hear a funny story? Huh. Um, speaking of dead singers, uh, NXS. Yes. They, uh, the he, band. They were also great. Actually, it wasn't the band. It was their band manager or something. Um, they reached out to Mike Patton's people to ask Mike Patton if he would sing for NXS, lead singer of Faith No More. 
and Mr. Bungle and Peeping Tom and Tomahawk. And <laughs> I can go on. He's been in like 13 different bands. Yeah, they moved around all of them. Jane's Addiction, all those guys but, moved well, around that, a lot. But Mike Patton, he never rested. He's like, that's, he just, music, 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 music. And it was always something different. He hated doing the same thing all the time. So he was in so many different freaking bands. But anyways, NXS's people contacted his people to uh, ask him if he'd sing for them after uh, their singer died. And uh, his response was just to laugh. He's like, seriously? He's like, no. He goes, it's not that I don't like them. He says, it's not like that. I thought there was basically, like, there's no way in the world I would fit with them. He's like, that. no, I'm not interested. They're a little, I think in excess is a little too quirky. Just a little. I don't know if that's what you'd call it, but... If he if he got on board, he'd wind up changing a lot of their a lot of their sound, and it just it wouldn't have worked. I don't know mashups. Uh, mashups could work, but yeah, you'd have to you'd have to resolve that it was going to change, and you'd have to do something. And new. it's the same thing with not uh, him join in excess and be all when uh, Chris Cornell and Audio um, Audio Slave Rage Against the Machine got together. Oh yeah, yeah um, for Audio, and then Slave. they and then they split. Uh, Chris said that in the big in the beginning when they got together, he said they was like. If at any point their friendship was starting to get compromised because of the mu- because of their music, that they were going to split, and that's why they wound up splitting up. They didn't want to. That was inevitable. Don't you agree? Oh yeah, Chris always wanted to. do You his can't own thing. take all the superpower talents and put them together and Those expect like Cream. Bands, what yeah. happened? to I mean, every single one of them went all on their own. Genesis to keep them in right to keep them in like that would have been unfair. So fair enough. I understand that. So you want to talk about why we're talking about memories? Hey, memories. do you remember? That was a little bit more than a year ago. A year and... Well, this is like episode 36 or something. 36. And we did have some cancellations in there. So, And we are so punk. We never actually like drew a circle around the date on the calendar. We never did that. So we never marked our anniversary. Yeah, no. We never marked the halfway point, our six-month anniversary. We never, we have no fucking clue. That's how much into fame and butt-ashness <laughs> that we are. We don't really give a fuck. But the story is, is that a little over a year ago, a little two months, three months, something like that, uh, we started this thing called Punk Wisdom. And we thought it was going to be great. And we thought we would like take calls. We talked about it. Would we take calls? I don't know. We take calls. We'll have guests. That's for sure. And then at first we had lots of guests. Mm-hmm. And then that did not work. No. So we decided, nope, they have to be fewer guests. <laughs> so then we and got have an actual plan, <laughs> which so we, we still don't do. But fewer de- <laughs> guests. And, and we had a few of those that I think are really good. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. then um, and then we had even fewer guests, which is cool. Totally cool. We had somebody we tried to get on for like, what, three months, and it just never worked out. We had um, ideas that were like both dumb and really inventive, which is kind of what we were from the beginning. We were punk wisdom all along. Mm -hmm. And so it was a little bit of stupid. It's a little bit of if I'm famous in five years and someone comes back and says, hey, in 2018, you said this. What do you think now? And I will have to say, I'm sometimes dumb. <laughs> I'm I don't, always dumb. I don't. But yeah. I mean, it is what it is, and we feel the way we feel. I know at the end of the day, one, I try to be a really nice guy. Uh, two, 
I you can only fuck me over once and then I'm done. And when I'm done, I'm really done. I I make it. We should all be this way, right? You think? And then when you're done, if someone comes up and says, I know you're done, I'm really sorry for making you feel that way. And you'd be like, all right, I'm undone because that was cool. All right, no problem. Uh, But society doesn't run that way and I'm just, I find myself feeling like I am wise, but I don't, (laughs) I don't want to follow the rules. So that's the way it is. And we, so I digress, I guess. So we get back to going to do all these crazy things and you fuckers are our best friends in the whole wide world. But I'm telling you what, the trick he played on us, it worked. (laughs) The whole, eh, someone else will reply to that. Eh, someone else will call in. Eh, someone else will send a text, which by the way, I do notice that because I haven't asked for one, I haven't gotten one, <laughs> which yeah. is the point to the whole story. And it's sad. And I don't want to get to the end. So I've I've just shoved some stuffing in there. And you're kind of not finishing my sentences for me. So I'm, I'm going brain dead. There was something I was going to talk about. And I can't find it now. I knew I was going to. OK, well, while it, Matt looks for whatever shit he wanted to talk about. This is officially, Matt. What? It's officially our. Is it the last show? It or is. is. It we, are we just going to like, yeah, I guess yeah. it could be that. It's, it's the last show for a while. It is. For, for now. Yeah. Okay. We're going we're gonna to do that. So when the whole world shakes, because we're so missed, we will we'll missed. discuss things. We will be missed. Yeah, because we're still friends. But, I wanna, but we've learned a lot in this time. Oh, psh, Ruth, can't buy me now. Um, so we've learned a lot. So I think that sitting back deeper and than that. trying to kind of evaluate what we've done, the good, the bad, the ugly, and coming back um, some point in the future with a little bit more definite of a, a plan and strategy. Um, Jesus, you're you know, worth more than that. She doesn't yeah, understand what I'm telling her. Oh, she said uh, she said hi, and I said no. You can't buy me now. It's got to be deeper than that. I get capital LOL. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, she's just. Well, you're trying you. to. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna reminisce. We're gonna talk about some shit. And you know, <laughs> you know what I thought about this on my way here. Uh, a highlight, kind of a reel. I we probably should have started working on that. About a week or so ago, we oh. probably could have come up with a couple of things that were because we've done, <laughs> we've done some, some shit, shit that was really fucking funny. Yeah, and I and I try not to bridge like the whole politically incorrect, but at the same time, I think if you take everything I've said into one contextual, I don't know gigantic set of balls <laughs> uh you'll see that i'm not i'm not really i'm not a bad guy i'm good guy i make i make crappy jokes and i've got a really twisted sense of humor but i think all in all i did well how about well, you yeah i think we're likable people i mean i read some <laughs> stuff <laughs> you know uh, it's just it's just not easy you know and it takes up time and it, it 
I needed to dedicate more time in crafting each episode. And I just didn't have the time to do that with everything that's on my plate, everything that's on your plate. Um, it just, it just wasn't meshing well. Yeah. With the two jobs I have and the three teenagers, I was finding myself in the same kind of position and I kind of felt a little guilty about that. And you feel guilty and then you feel guilty and then you feel guilty and you're like, well, and it got to a point where we were just kind of coming in and shooting the shit, which wasn't. And you guys too won't bad. fucking call, you won't email, you won't text, you won't reply to Facebook. So, whatever. We're all in this shit together. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. I was. It's totally cool because we still love you, and we decided. <coughs> excuse me. Once we decided to to go on hiatus, we said, "Well, should we just like let it drop? No, let's do one more." Because even though um, you guys don't call, and that's cool because some people don't like talking on the phone. And you don't text, and that's fine because some people's fingers and these little tiny screens on this phone, I get it. It's a pain in the ass. Or sometimes you don't know what Facebook is or you've been hiding in a cave and somehow you managed to download us anyway, but that's it. So for that, we did this last episode to thank you for doing so silent or not you were there and we saw you so yeah so here we are at least we think we did that's right I'd and like we're to think we did. i'd like to think we did because if we didn't they'd be like you guys are dicks and you're hate i hate you and you're not worth listening which, to which and then is, at least then we're getting something right <laughs> that's what i said even just hate us because then i can go all right this doesn't work yeah, let's try right. this so you know we're, but we got you though. We love you, and you're out there. And I don't know if uh, I don't know if our if our number one fan from Wales is listening consistently. Hmm. But I know he pops in every now and again, and uh, we're that out was kind of cool. We're out there in the interwebs, you know, and you can still find us. You'll find us even when we go on hiatus. Our I'm going to find dumb shit. I'm still going to post it to the Facebook page. Yeah, we can keep it alive. You know, like no, the Walgreens sign where it said flu shots, get yours today, except the L in flu fell off. So it was your FU shots. There you go. <laughs> where am I going to post those? I'm going to have to mm-hmm. post them somewhere. You don't post things like that on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> Not on my own shit. It's yeah. mostly pictures of my kids and the grandkids and the stuff that Facebook is supposed to be used for old auntie and grandma crap. That's kind of what well, that's I kind of what it's morphed into. I mean, it's not what its but then, intention was way back when. But then I manage other pages, right? Downfall has its page. Saint Betty has her page. Uh, Darling's Destruction Roller Derby League has their page. Mad Splatter Graphics has his page, and because um, that's my other, apparently my other personality is a male. Okay, but uh, and then I don't know some other page I help. So, I mean, there's a lot of shit to do, but so my own personal page really isn't that exciting. And anything political, I go back and delete it later anyway, so it's gone. The only things I wind up posting on Facebook anymore is my book shit, and that's about it. Just posting. I don't even post anything political or religious anymore. Because all it does is make your numbers go down. (laughs) I just don't care. No, I don't give a shit either. I I mean, I have my opinions, but I've been keeping a lot of them to myself lately. Just as like I'm, I'm done arguing. It's like it's, I'm not winning you over. I'm not going to win any of the people over. So what's see? The that's the thing. You're not open minded. Why do I even try? I, you know, somebody was like, if they were, they talked they, about LGBT community, and if that was, if that was like scientific, if people were actually born that way, prove it. 
And I kind of went, I'm sorry. To get an education, you have to pay for it. If you want to go to college and you want to learn about philosophy, you got to pay for it. Why should I do all the homework to teach you? Go find it yourself. Read all those articles. Do that stuff. Enlighten yourself. But, oh, my God, it's like banging my head against no, the in wall. My, in my biggest, it's my job. In my, in my biggest problem, and this is why I don't post a lot of that crap anymore, is that everything is so, so black and white now. It's either you're for us or you're against us. This whole thing with Iman, uh, Iman Ohar. Omar, yeah, she kind of did a dicky thing. Not at all. Sorry. Nothing she said there is anti-Semitic. No, Nothing. I understand that. But but the handling, it it seemed a little, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, but nothing she said there was anti-Semitic. I'm splitting hairs now. And But it's like you, and she's all of a sudden there's like two sides. And like, Why? And it's just like there's so many people who just don't listen to other people because this other person, whatever. It's like uh, take there's, – there's people out there who don't like Bernie Sanders because they think he's a socialist. So because he's a socialist, he's got nothing good to say at all. No, and anything. that is entirely true. Entirely true. I love how they call him a socialist but then – in the same breath, you talk about fixing the schools, fixing the education system, and people are like, well, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to become socialists. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What do you think public school is? It already is. Yeah. Might as well be the best it can be, you dumbass. But that's my the point good. is, is that they, you don't, they just, <laughs> nope. they don't care. And he's like, no, I disagree with you on this, this, and this. So I don't, I don't like So you that means you, you're, yeah, right. You have zero value. Yeah, yeah, and so and that's that's the way it's been on both sides, and it's like you know what I don't even want to get, talk to you anymore. I don't because it's just I'm just going in circles and I'm getting frustrated because you're a dumbass. Uh, the biggest problem I faced over the last bunch of years is being called a liberal snowflake, which in itself is not a bad thing. I'm sorry if you want to help all the poor yeah, and help all the homeless and take care of all the veterans and cover all the children. I don't mind if that's what that makes me. However, one, I don't work at my job to teach those kids how to fill out a welfare form and fleece the system for the rest of their lives. I teach them how to live independently, do for themselves, earn for themselves, and become an upstanding citizen of this country, which means I'm actually trying to teach conservatives. So that's a little that's a little strange when I'm called that. But then the other thing is being called that because – I don't want to follow people who don't think I have a right to do what everybody else does. You're trying to erase the validity of my relationship and my family mm-hmm. and you're trying to villainize. How can I – on principle, I cannot follow your side. So for me, it kind of is black and white. Things like border patrol, things like – we got to take care of that. Absolutely. I don't want to knock down the gates and just let everybody just run in and just say, here, here's some welfare money. <laughs> But at the same time, I know we need drones. We need boots on the ground. We need actual stuff, not just a wall. So there's a gray area, and I can't understand why anybody can't find that gray area. All I'm trying to do is exist with my wife and my daughters and have a decent life and decide who wants to come in legally and who's trying to sneak in illegally. Kick them right out. Give them 30 seconds and then put them in a car. You got paperwork, you got some kind of thing, asylum, you say the words, then you go, I don't know. I just, I don't like being told I'm too black and white 
when that one party is trying to take away a basic fundamental value that everybody else gets to have. So for me, it's hard. Both sides are doing it. But it doesn't necessarily but, um, make me a snowflake and a right and a liberal. I just just make things equal for me and then we can discuss those sides of your argument that I really do agree is, with. The problem is, Allison, when you start thinking of other people other than yourself, you're a liberal snowflake. But how do we raise a human world without it? Just I'm just, you know. So like I was back when I, I mean, was I'm doing a whole, I'm a whole it takes a village kind of a person. If my neighbors see my kid smoking a cigarette on the corner, it's kind of their job to tell me or yell at my kid. Oh, yeah. Hey, Agreed. what's wrong with you? Agreed. You want me to tell your mother? No. Put it out and I don't ever want to see it again. Boom. My job's done. Right. You know, and uh, that's how it was when I grew up. Like the whole neighborhood hung <laughs> out of my right. grandma's house. You had to worry about Mrs. House. Jones. Exactly. That's right. Because they were all about to snitch on you. And those streetlights <laughs> came on and somebody's mother was telling you, you better get your ass home, kid. Yeah. You live eight blocks away and I have never seen you before yet. I know the streetlights are on and you're hauling your ass down the street right. on your bike. Nobody is neighborly anymore. That's that's an issue. Nobody gives a shit about other people. They just give a shit what's going on in their own house and their own lives and that's why I feel like there's a really big disconnect from people now because nobody gives a shit about anyone else. Nobody's neighborly. Nobody's kind. See? Nobody goes out of their way to look out for anyone but themselves and their own. And, I mean, that's not how things are supposed to work. It and I think punk wisdom worked in a way that <laughs> the people we discounted, mm-hmm. we discounted because they were complete and utter a-hole douches. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because we weren't open-minded. We played devil's advocate a time or two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like playing that. I just like ranting, obviously. Who doesn't? <laughs> Feels good to get it out. <laughs> it certainly does. But so it comes to a point that you just you can't have conversations with If there's some people. fifty people yeah. and we each give them a dollar, we've paid for an hour of therapy. <laughs> no, but so fifty so people like, download this. When I uh <laughs> Because I remember getting into a discussion on Facebook a while back about something religious, and um, the individual sent me a video to watch. I watched it. Actually, I actually listened to it. I couldn't watch it because I was at work, but it was the same thing with just some guy preaching. So I listened to it, and uh, then I went back and said, oh, when he said this at this point, da 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 I gave him a little critiques about things. The guy's like, you actually watched it? Well, why wouldn't I? You're right. I don't agree with more than half the stuff this guy said on stage, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to it. Right. Well, because if you don't listen to it, then it doesn't make you any better than the people well, just that you're. Proves to me that he didn't listen to anything I sent him. Aww. <laughs> so Aww. it's like it's like well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like. Of course I listen to stuff. I listen to things I don't agree with. I read books I don't agree with. How do you know what you agree with and you don't exactly. agree with if you never see the other exactly. side? Exactly. And it doesn't mean that this person doesn't have anything to say. I mean, I might not agree with 90% of the book, but there's some some stuff in there like, you know how many I free that. webinars? Yeah, that yeah. Do you know how many free webinars I sat through online and at the end went, that was a total train wreck? <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many people doing their own, I'll give you the secrets of selling your t-shirts online or building your website right. or organizing your home. And sometimes you're like, I know we're eight minutes in and still, seriously, I'm, I'm about done. <laughs> but then there's some that are really good. And how do you know unless you give them a shot? You got to, you sure. do, you got to go mm-hmm. through the bullshit to find those gems. Well, and you grow from it too, because you're like, oh, 
most of this I didn't like. But you know what? I just learned that 10% of this or whatever you said, you know. Oh, wow. That's interesting. A little bit of that. And then if there's a sliver that you get and you like it, you're like, all right, let's – this chip thing for kids insurance. Let's look up chip and see what chip is, right? And you look oh, it shit, up. That's and you go, a whole oh, rabbit hole. The, you know, that's. <laughs> but I mean, that's yeah. how you learn. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, this didn't really work out the way they wanted to. No. So now you know that it needs fixing. Mm-hmm. Now you read a little further, figure out what you can do to fix it. I mean, that's how we learn. And then we decide. Now nah, we agree, and uh, we. But don't. we, I think, I think our. It started before Trump, but, but Trump's, Trump's administration kind of pushed it even further. This whole you don't need to research anything; just take my word right. for it. Um, people, and we're also in a very clickbaity. Well, yeah, mainstream society. media really so is the most just, responsible for it because it made that possible to be like, oh no, just pay attention to me because it's so easy to just click on something on Facebook and be like, oh yeah, that's truth, and not and research most people it. Will just read the title of yeah. an article, not actually the article. Itself. Oh, I know, exactly. and then get all pissed and comment. You're like, yeah. uh, well, just like you it was clearly like, lately, <laughs> if you guys have been following it all on Facebook lately, you'll see a lot of people bitching and moaning about Gretchen Whitmer's idea of raising tax on gas five forty five forty five cents a gallon. I kind don't like the idea. Move. Just so you guys know, really there, out there, <laughs> I yeah. don't like the idea. Thing no, is, though, back in 2015, Rick Snyder wrote, uh, signed a similar bill that raised our gas tax by 26 cents. Also a dick. But people are like, hey, fucking Republican assholes, your own oh, sure. governor did it three or four years ago, and you're bitching about Whitmer doing it now? Well, the thing is, too, they so just. So it's like. You know, so you got that where people just don't do their research and like look back. Well, yeah, this has been done well, several different now, times, right. and I don't like the idea. What they could do, honestly, they want them, they want money to fix the roads. Why don't you charge Nestle more money? I saw that online too, and I and I agree with that. If they're being able to take our fresh water for pennies, then we ought to be driving on sheets of <laughs> I know, we should. sheets of gold. I mean, they ought to like unfreeze themselves right they yeah. ought to have little solar beams in them i don't know they remember the solar road, the tiles solar, they yeah, were the gonna solar sell road yeah the Those solar roadways awesome. <laughs> that was a great idea i was, was like this is the best thing ever i want my driveway and my walkway i never have to shovel it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i still don't know any neighbors who have that however <laughs> just the trying just the being wrong is another step towards right the whole light bulb took 99 Steps or whatever. It wasn't failures, he said. I true. Don't know. You can very, look. very true. Google that. It's on Wikipedia somewhere. Uh, something I want to talk about before I forget. While we're talking about the past um, and while we're kind of closing out our last show, at least for now, possibly ever. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I want to self-promote before we end this, but keep going. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because you got what the other book is almost out. Almost. Right? I'm All right. We'll get to that at the end. Now. But it's quarter to eight, and I want to spend at least two minutes talking about um, the whole road. The first thing, a few years ago, I get invited. uh, We're doing a show. Downfall's doing a show. And there's a guy there. And the guy's like, hey, your band's pretty good. I do this podcast, and I would like to know if you guys are interested in appearing on it. And good-looking guy, right, had his wife. Wife was pleasant. They were great people. And I was like... Shit, this sounds like a lot of fun. My band's like, ah, oh, we don't do that shit. And I was like, I'll do that shit. I don't. <laughs> so like, all right, well, we'll, all right, we'll think about it. Well, we finally worked it out. 
we get on this show, and, and at the time, the guy was broadcasting out of Henry Ford Community College's campus. Okay. And that was the first time a downfall song had ever officially, legitimately been played on the radio. So I'm trying to hold my phone because I'm listening to it via website. <laughs> and I'm in the, in, this, in the middle of a stairwell from the basement where we were practicing at the time to the main floor because the window was close there and I couldn't get reception if I were any further into the basement. So I'd go halfway up the stairs and sit by the window and listen to this for our song to play. That guy, uh, his name is Jeff. He became a friend of mine. They called him Stone at the time. And he ended up coming on to Podcast Detroit with a show called The Five Gears Show, to which Downfall appeared, I don't know, two, three, four more times. I'm not even sure. Mm. Uh, but during that stint, Downfall did all these shows. We did a show with a band, and I believe this is true, called The Bronze Mambas. And they were a really good band. This young guy, his name was David. He was just an awesome kid, just being himself, working his band. It kind of felt like he had it. Like he knew what he wanted to do. So um, we ended up on the podcast with him at least twice that I know of. And just yesterday, I found out that David has died very young. Hmm. I mean, he was like 30-something. Wow. In November, he died. Really? And I didn't even find out until yesterday. The Bronze Mambas finally How? posted something. Tragic accident. I mean, he was like a kid. I didn't even he think was he was a kid. in his 30s. I thought he might have like be like 30 now. Mi- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a few years ago. So, yeah, it was. A, it was 2016. Shit, so it was man, like three years ago. Piece. Yeah. So Downfall posted something about it because uh, I managed the page and I did that. I think Betty might have done it, too. I don't remember. But oh. Downfall sent the love to the Bronze Mambas. So David yeah. Bronze died. And... Hmm. Um, so not only do we owe punk wisdom to both uh, Stone Perkins, a.k.a. Jeff Barnum, uh, Barham, Ham, Barham? I think so. Yeah. I only saw it ever typed. I never actually heard anybody say it. I never, yeah, same. Uh, Great, great guy. And still I consider, uh, I consider a personality that I'm I'm better off for knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so now that they've moved over to this studio and when you approach me about podcasting, I'm like, hey, I know a little bit. I was on a show and it was all and that kind of led us right back here. So uh, thanks to the Five Gears show for that inspiration that we didn't even know you were giving us downfall for creating a reason for uh, for us to get to know him. He played our song on Henry Ford Community College Radio. That's I swear cool. to God, I think I cried. Because because you. it wasn't the song being on the radio. It was the lead-in with the DJ, right? Like, and here there's this special band, and yeah. you get that's the part that really kind of, like, makes it pop because you never hear that any other place. You can hear the song oh. a thousand times. But you hear somebody introducing you and saying something nice about you and, like, the rolling, and then the music gets louder, and all of a sudden it's you. That was, like, the coolest feeling in the whole wide world. I don't care what anybody says. By the way, the Christmas so. mugs you got for us, that is still the coolest mug that I own. <laughs> <laughs> I did, man. Splatter Graphics etched some some glass. Yeah. So we had uh, we had three yeah. of them made for you guys. They're kick-ass host. looking, too. Yeah. Yep. And we did their comp cards. They're six by four cards. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get one, you have those one of those black and white ones. Yeah, we did those. So it's just one of those things. So when I found out David died, I thought that was really sad. Yeah. And then to go back to where this all started, even this show is partly re, uh, they're partly responsible for the show being on, even if it's just a little bit. So, hmm. 
Yeah, in the scope of nostalgia, I wanted to make sure we got that. We got that out there. So, Jeff and David, you are two of the good guys. There's some of us out there. There are there are a few. That's true. So, Jess, you even did, you were the engineer on, on Five Gears, too. Yeah. Through that yeah, whole time. Yeah, I was. I, I do miss that show. It was fun. I don't really have He's shows fun. that come in and have live bands play anymore. The Nooner show, like, they still do it occasionally, you know? But besides that, like, nobody. And we that was kind of the to funnest thing about Jeff's show was it was music and That's bullshit right. with people and drinking, which, you know, we all do anyway. But then it was also like the live music, which was it was super local kick-ass. live music though. Exactly. It wasn't anybody who yeah. already earned it. It he was found a lot all of, good of us right around here. here too. He certainly did. Yeah. Bronze Mambas were one you. of them. Uh, you. What was that, Mister Clit and the Pink oh. Cigarettes? Is that was that <laughs> it? I, don't I think it was. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah, look them up. Yeah, Mister Clit and the Pink Cigarettes. I'm sorry, that's just like one the greatest band name ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the ones that's stuck in my head. I have no I idea mean, why. Well, I think it had something to do with Pinklet. You know? Heather, don't, Heather, don't change the locks, please. That's great. I didn't mean it. <laughs> and it was never a name I could rightly say with a smile on my face before. Always a little bit uncomfortable to say that one. <laughs> Look at you And growing. now here we are, three years later, and I just don't give a shit. Yeah. You're all giggling like school. Kids. <laughs> well, like, I don't know, but it's, you know. It's been a it's been a fun little it's while. It's been a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the horrible winter we just had? I'm sorry. The horrible winter we're having? Yeah. Our, our winter really didn't hit till February. Ugh. Dude, today Good felt shit. like spring. I don't even think it was that warm, yeah. but with the holy sun out. Shit. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. We always wanted to know where all of you guys are from. Um, and we've told you on several occasions that we are in the um Detroit area. Eastern part of Royal Oak or like oh. almost or yeah. almost online. We're not quite downtown which mm, is great no. because parking and people just We're <sighs> definitely closer to Madison Heights than we are uh, Oh yeah. Berkeley that is true. Or, closer to Tubby's than we are Main Street. Mm-hmm. But before we go, we've got a few minutes left. Um, my book is fully edited. It is done. I'm just waiting on my cover artist, which I got to kick him in the butt when I get home. I'm going to send him an email and say, dude, come on. Right. It's never when um, you have to, till you have to talk about it that you realize you got to go and follow up on something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been meaning <laughs> to, to touch base with him, but um, I signed What's- up for two book fests. Um, I am going to uh, one in uh, June 22nd and another one in October 19th. I uh, did the pre-paperwork for the big book fest down in Detroit that who knows if I'm going to be able to go to it all or not. That's why I signed up for these other two. Um, Is that the Eastern Market? Any updates on that? Didn't you say that they were thinking no about? We probably won't hear anything for another month heard. or two. Okay. Um, this other one is at the uh, the uh, the Hilton Garden Inn in Troy. Um, so Ooh, Hilton. Hilton. That's June 22nd and October 19th. I'll be there from 10 to 6. I don't know. I doubt it. But uh, He wrecked it. it was, yeah, he wrecked it know. twice. He's supposed to go wreck them. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like I said, I'm a child. He said wrecked them. So yeah, musicians are in a, just always 12. We're always 12. That's it. I can so, pay bills, but I'm still 12. Anyway, so I got I to gotta get, my, get my name out there and start selling this shit, so... 
It's a book. It's a quality book. It's a great story. What's its name? The next one is called The Unfolding. There you go. The Unfolding, written by M.R. Gross. Am I gross? It just sounds like a writer's name. That's very fancy. I know. M. Ooh, Gross. Mr. Gross wrote this. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, that too. Mr. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> M- but there's period. a lot of, there's a lot of yeah. authors who will use initials um, instead of their actual full their full first name because sure. they, they'll write in different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like this my newest one is going to be more uh, more of a love story romance. So it's like Ooh, men aren't his known name will to be write Maddie those. Grossy. No, not really. So <laughs> men don't normally Maddie write Grossy. those. So if I it's just go in with the initials, <laughs> Josie's brother, won't go off that way. So you know, people won't see it right away. So there's that. I got you, and I'm making jokes because that's just kind of what I do. And I was like riffing there, oh. uh, but yes, I'm excited to see the book for serious. I'm excited to read the book. I really like it. I really like it. I like it better than the first one. But right on. Well, you're growing as a writer. The more you write, you know, practice makes perfect. I'll never be perfect. Practice yeah. makes permanent. <laughs> you know. I know. I'm kidding. I guess I should just say practice makes better, but that just sounds dumb. They say they it say does. in sports yeah. they say practice makes permanent. What if sh- you condition yourself properly, you'll always do it that way. It doesn't always make you perfect, but it does make yeah. it hmm. permanently learned. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so ADD. I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Squirrel. Wait a minute. How long have we been doing this? I don't know. I don't know. We're today. <laughs> anyway, we uh, on our last, what, two minutes? One minute. 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 we're pretty seconds. much done. Sorry, uh, we wanted really huge, huge thanks to uh, Jessica and Randy and Ellen, who's all run our shows, Podcast Detroit. Dave, uh, Bob. Yeah, Dave and Bob. Yeah, those guys. And, <laughs> yeah, and those huge pretzels. Bob, seriously, you getting those pretzels in was one of the coolest things I can remember. So I suppose we'll see you when we see you. <laughs>